0: In that I could preach an entire year just out of this chapter. I mean, this chapter is chalked full of application uh, for um, our lives. John chapter 14 this morning. Trey, I need to get with you real quick after service. Don't let me forget, okay? So, um, John, chapter number fourteen, this morning, and uh, one of the things I absolutely love that the um, that uh, that Emma's team does, you know, she said so much on Tuesday night, but there was so much she couldn't say. But one of the things I really love that her team does, uh, their leaders make them sit down and um, and go around the room and say. Something positive that they noticed in one of their team members. And they go from person to person. And, and I thought to myself, you know, it's so easy to find fault when you're looking for it. I mean, come on, right? I mean, nobody's perfect. And, um, and so if you're, if you're constantly looking for it, uh, you're going to find something negative you're going to find a fault you're going to find a mistake um, if you're constantly looking for it but isn't it isn't it funny that it takes a little bit more effort to find good in people to find something that um uh, that uh the lord they noticed that the lord was doing in their lives uh, and uh i noticed what a difference it 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 made in emma and um you know, I would go to be negative, and she'd say, yeah, but Dad, they, you know, they do this, they do this, that's good, and they do that, that's good, and, and, um, you know, that's kind of what Thanksgiving is all about, is being thankful, certainly being thankful for God, because guess what, if your salvation was up to you, what a great song, you know, if it wasn't for grace, We'd all be without hope. Uh, we'd all be in trouble. Um, but it's also um, thankful for what God has um, done in your life and what he's done through others and the people that God has put in your life. And uh, it's a good reminder. Thanksgiving is a good reminder uh, of how good uh, God is uh, in our lives and how much we truly have uh, to be thankful for, and um, sometimes I don't know about you. Maybe you don't need it, but sometimes I need to be reminded uh, of that. And because uh, sometimes you can get aggravated, uh, sometimes you can get negative. Uh, but um, uh, so much, uh, so much to be, uh, so much to be thankful for. And um, we got home late last night, and um, you. You know, you know, my strong point is driving, and um, we were coming home, and and uh, we were we had to come the back way because ninety five had a fifty five minute backup, and I don't know if there was an accident or what. I didn't want to find out, so we took the back road, and um, I got down, I got on the on a road, and it was kind of creepy because there was like nobody anywhere. It started getting dark. It was like a Still a little mist, and we're driving, and and I said, is this too much to ask for? Just nobody on the road, just leave me alone, let me drive, don't drive, and then, and then Wendy said, you had to say it, didn't you, because here comes cars behind me, and they were driving crazy, and I tried to, you know, I mean, it's just, it was, but then we got home, and I thought to myself, man, that was torturous, and then My second thought was, which should have been my first thought, you know, God got us home safely, God got Anna home safely, who drove from Charlotte in in her car and and drove back to West Virginia, and then God got Emma home safely um, through a flight, and uh, you know, God's good, and uh, He's good all the time, and sometimes we need to be reminded of that, and uh, love that song, if it wasn't for grace, Um, uh, we'd be... We'd be in a heap of trouble, folks, a heap of trouble. And so be reminded uh, through the holiday seasons uh, how good uh, God is. So we've been talking about um, different messages on um, uh, being in the midst of trouble. And so, you know, we're partnered in this life with difficulties and with problems and uh, with troubles. The problem, I think, is... Sometimes we uh, teach or sometimes we raise our children or sometimes we have this thought that, um, you know, if, if you just do right, if you just trust God, um, if you just go to church, if you just tithe, if you just do all these things right, you'll never have any trouble. Well, it's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. Number one. It's not practical. Number two, it's not biblical, okay? And so, um, in the world, you shall have tribulation, Jesus said. They persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. So we're going to have troubles in this world, and we shouldn't be blindsided by it. Matter of fact, as as the time gets closer and closer and closer uh, to the rapture of the church and to the end of this world... Um, we need to understand the biblical principle that things are waxing worse and worse, not better and better. And so um, so as we look around, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be so shocked. Now, I don't know about you, but the longer I live, the less I get shocked anymore. Now, there's still time, from time to time, I'll, I'll get shocked, but then I have to remind myself, I don't know why you're surprised, we're living in a fallen world, and uh, we're living amongst crazy people. I'm telling you. I mean, the inmates have taken over the asylum. I'm telling you, we are living amongst uh, uh, unprecedented times. I mean, just... Now, I know there's nothing new under the sun. I know there's always been problems. But, man, it is so in your face today. It's becoming more difficult to live in this world, publicly as a Christian. Now, I believe there's, I believe there's Nicodemuses in this world. There's kind of like secret hidden Christians. And, and uh, Wendy and I were just talking about this and, and seeing the difference in uh, uh, places that we've been and places where Anna has applied to work at. And, you know, there's a difference between saying that you're a Christian and going through the motions and really being dedicated and devoted to the Lord Jesus Christ. Your desire, this last place that Anna got, uh, uh, got an interview with, one of his first questions. Now, two other places, listen to me, two other Christian places that, that Anna went to was never asked this question. The first question out of the, out of the um, director's mouth was, how would you lead somebody to Christ? Now, I think that would probably be a pretty good question. Because um, to assume that everybody knows that is a really bad assumption. And, uh, and, and Anna, of course, you know, she grew up in church and she's been in Bible college now. And so she, you know, gave them the, you know, theological answer. And, and, uh, and he, said, he said, yeah, that's a, that's a great answer. But what if this happens? And what if this... Because this is a camp where kids are going to come. Lost kids are going to come. Kids that are from bad neighborhoods and bad homes are going to come. Kids from broken homes are going to come. How would you deal with... Do you know the average Christian doesn't know how they would deal with... Fill in the blank. They know that they're a Christian. And they know that they're saved. And they're kind of going through the motions. And, but... Is Christianity real in your life? I mean, is Christ real in your life? Because I want you to know something. Christ is as real as the person sitting next to you. Do you understand that? I mean, he's not just some... It's kind of like what we've done with the devil. We've kind of... Taking the devil, we, we he's a he's kind of a thought. Well, he comes out at Halloween, you know, and 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 he and he stirs some things up every once in a while. No, no, no! Listen to me. The devil was a is a real created being that fell from heaven, and it walketh about seeking whom he may devour. I mean, he is he is real. But I want you to know something. Jesus Christ is real too. Duh, preacher. That's obvious. Yeah, but do we live like that? Do we live like Jesus is coming again? Do we live like the rapture could happen at any moment? You see, we generally go on about our own business and trying to figure out what we're going to do this year and what we're going to do next year. And, we're gonna, and I'm not saying planning is wrong. I'm just telling you, sometimes we make plans as if Jesus is never coming back. We say we believe it, but do we believe it could happen tomorrow? Do we believe it could happen before this service is over? Same we're thinking, even so come Lord Jesus. I mean, I mean, but is that our attitude? Is our attitude uh, like John's was in the book of Revelation, where where John said, even so come Lord Jesus. I'm ready for you to come now. I'm ready for you to come quickly. Our problem, listen, we have all sorts of troubles in our world. There's no doubt about it. All sorts of troubles in our own life. We talked about unbelief. We talked about the lack of understanding. We talked about uh, unhappiness. People are categorically unhappy. They're unhappy with their jobs. They're unhappy with their spouse. They're unhappy with their children. They're unhappy with their parents. They're unhappy with their church. They're, un- they're just unhappy. And you only tell let me, 99 out of 100 of them, their unhappiness is somebody else's fault. Let's, let's be real. Listen, let's be real. What did, what did Adam say? Lord, it wasn't my fault. It's that woman that givest us me. She's the problem. He's the problem. The church is the problem. you, You would be amazed how many times the pastor's the problem. The deacons, that's the problem. I mean, if we just did this, if we just had that, if we just, it's always somebody else's issue. Let me tell you what happiness is. You ready? I already said it last week. Unhappiness is a heart problem. It's a heart problem. If your happiness is based on people, if your happiness is based on circumstances, you have a problem. Because you may have money in your pocket today, and you may be broke tomorrow. And I'm I'm here to tell you, if your happiness is based on your money, you're in trouble. Somebody could be in your life today, and they could be gone tomorrow. I know people don't like to hear this. But the Bible says it's appointed on a man who wants to die. And after this, the judgment. People pass away. That's what happens. We get older. My, I just got off the phone with my dad. And we were talking about um, my nan, his mom. <clears throat> she was in her mid to upper 90s when she passed away. And uh, Ma Baker, which is my stepmom's mom, is still alive um, and and. They're trying to get her out for, for Christmas. Uh, uh, she's in an assisted living uh, place, but she's paralyzed right now. I said, I said, I said yeah, what, what is she? She's, she's got to be in her 80s. My dad said, Joey, he said, she's 98. I said, 98? Good. Listen to me. Most of us aren't going to reach that point. Can I share something with you? Probably most of us don't want to reach that point. 98 years old. I mean... To to us, that's a long time, right, in this world. But it's just a short stint in this world. We are all either going through the rapture or going through death. And so this person that brings you all this happiness, they may one day pass away. I pray it may not happen this way, but I pray that I go before my wife and children. But it might not happen that way. I don't get to pick that. I don't get to choose that. That's in the Lord's hands. And so what I've got to find? Now, am I happy with my wife and children, of course. But my happiness is found in Jesus Christ. And we are categorically unhappy because of listen, watch John chapter 14 verse 27. Watch this. John chapter 14 Verse 27, Jesus tells his disciples, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Stop worrying yourself to death. Stop being so afraid. We are so afraid of everything. I mean, we are absolutely... So many people today, and I don't know the statistical data, but so many people today live their life in fear. But Paul told Timothy, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now get that. A sound mind. Now, think of a sound mind and think of what Jesus just told His disciples. Peace. Peace. It's a great thing to have peace, isn't it? It's a great thing to know that things are settled in your life. To know that you are ready for whatever happens tomorrow. To know that you're settled in Jesus Christ. I know there are people, I'm glad, it's never, it's never happened to me, but I know that there are people that struggle with the security of their salvation. I'm glad I've never struggled with that. I, I'm glad that, listen, I'm glad that the Bible says that we can know that we know that we know that we know that we have eternal life. 1 John chapter 5, verse 13. So we don't have to, we don't have to worry about whether we're saved. Listen, you place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. You're saved, and you're saved forever. you not saved for a little while, you're not saved for a long time, you're saved forever. So we don't have to worry. We don't have to be afraid. You know, when death does come. And whenever it does come, we don't have to be afraid. Why? Because the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Do you realize all the things that are going to happen, all the things that you're going to receive when you pass from this life to the next, there's nothing to be afraid of. Now, if you're not saved and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you ought to be mightily afraid. Because... uh, There's only one of two places you're going when you die. You're either going to go to heaven because you place your faith and trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ, or you're going to hell. There's no middle area. There's no going back to the dust of the ground. Uh, There's no reincarnation. Listen to me. We get one pass at this, folks. This idea uh, drives me crazy, and I don't say much about it. But it drives me crazy. The people die and they go to heaven and they spend a little bit of time in heaven and go see their grandparents and then they come back. Listen to me. If you ever go to heaven, you're never going to want to come back. Are you kidding me? Heaven or Charlotte? It's a no-brainer, right? Heaven or anywhere? It's a no-brainer. Our problem is we lack peace. We lack peace. And I'm not talking about this inner Zen nonsense. I'm talking about the actual peace that God gives. Jesus Christ said this. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be worried. You don't have to fret. You don't have to be torn apart about things because I'm going to leave you peace. I'm not going to leave you the world's peace. And I'm not going to give you peace like the world gives. I'm going to give you my peace. Now, we know this about Jesus Christ. Number one, he's sinless. So number two, he's perfect. So everything he does is perfect. So his peace that he leaves is perfect peace. Right? That will, give him, that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me because he trusteth in me. And so this peace that we can have can overcome. We talked, about the love of, we talked about the love of God, right? We talked about that last week. That can help us overcome our troubles or overcome our problems. But here's the second thing, is not only the love of God, but the peace of God. The peace of God can give us the help we need in our times of struggle and our times of trouble. This peace, Uh, let me give you three things about this peace. Number one, this peace is unequaled. It's not like any other peace. He says in verse 27, it's not like the world gives. it. This is my peace I'm giving you. It's God's peace that He gives you. And God's peace is unequaled. What does that mean? It means it can't be matched. You see, our problem is we're resting in the wrong place and we're resting in the wrong things. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you, Matthew chapter 11. He'll give us rest. But you've got to go to the right place. Do you realize, listen, I, I, I'm so spoiled. I, I am absolutely just as spoiled as I talk about my children being spoiled. Listen, my camping is at a resort, Okay. I don't go in a tent. I don't go in a camper. One time, Mom and Dad, Wendy's mom and dad, they decided we're going we're gonna to buy a camper. So bought this camper, pulled it with the truck, and we went camping. So we went to this one place, and it was a camp resort. It was really, really nice. Nice bathrooms, nice pulled I mean, the whole nine yards, this place was gorgeous, overlooking the water, I mean, it was beautiful, eh, okay, I I can deal with it, then we went to a state campground, you ever been? So we go to the state campground, park the RV, and a monsoon hits, I'm telling you, this thing, I mean, it rained, and rained, and rained, and rained. The mattress that I was sleeping on was about that thick. I'm thinking I'm getting punished. I'm like I'm 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 having nightmares of military, you know, a boot camp, and I'm thinking to myself. Uh, and then you open up the door and you come out and you're like almost shin deep in water. The bathrooms were terrible. You couldn't use the bathroom in the. Listen to me. I don't do camping. I mean, I like things nice. I mean. So I'm, so I'm spoiled, like probably most of us in here are spoiled. So I like nice things. I like to sleep on a nice mattress. I like, And you know what? When you go to a bad place, it's really hard to get sleep. It's hard to get let rest. I love, how many people in here love the wilds? Huh? How many people have never been to the wilds? Really? Wow, we need to take a trip. Okay, wilds is awesome. Let me tell you two things the wilds don't care about: food and sleep. Food is me. You know, you go there during summer camp, and they feed them just the, whatever they need to have the energy, right? And their beds terrible. Some of you haven't been since they had the birdhouses. Yes. Bird houses, I said that right. And I'm telling you, terrible, 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 very, very uncomfortable. So when we go, I don't ever sleep. I mean, the entire time I'm there, I I don't sleep. We go, I've got to find a a recliner. I don't know if anybody else is like that. But sometimes you go to the wrong place, you can't get any rest. So you know what I look forward to? Coming home to my really expensive mattress so I can get some rest. I'm just here to tell you, my mattress is great and I love it. We've tried several mattresses. I've threw them out the door and kept mine. I love it. I sleep good. I rest good because I go to the right place. If you go to the wrong place, you're not going to get rest. I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about spiritually. And our problem is we're going to the wrong people. We're going to the wrong places. We're going to the wrong things. And we wonder why we're torn apart. We wonder why we're worried. We wonder why we're fret over everything. Is there going to be another world war? I don't know. Probably. What about the president? I mean, what are we going to do about... Listen. I mean, we've had some pretty bad presidents through the years. We've had some pretty bad government officials through the years. We've had some pretty bad situations through the years. We've had some pretty bad catastrophes through the years these things happen and i'm here to tell you if you put all your faith and you put all your rest and you put all your hope in a president that's not real good thinking it just isn't and i don't care what candidate wins they're not your hope and they're not the hope of america can i tell you something now, I'm not saying not to vote because you should vote. Matter of fact, there's a runoff. You ought to go vote again. But I'm telling you this. The hope for this country and the hope for this world has not changed. It is Jesus Christ. And when you have Jesus Christ in your heart and your life, you have that peace that's unexplainable. You have that peace that's unequaled. He is perfect peace if you'll just stay your mind upon Him. It's unequaled. Number two, it's unexplainable. Remember in Philippians 4? Remember in Philippians 4, He says that He's going to give us peace that passeth all understanding. I don't have it all figured out. I don't understand everything. I read my Bible. I study my Bible. I I mean, I I, I spend countless hours trying to figure things out. And some things, praise God, God reveals to us. And some things, God keeps us in the dark about. Stop getting your feelings hurt. If God doesn't want you to know, you're not going to know. And there's no amount of... uh, special numbers that you can add together and divide and multiply and, and generationally and figure out when Jesus is coming again. Stop trying. If God said you don't know and the angels in heaven don't know, you're not going to know. So concentrate on something that will help you. Concentrate. Look, boy, I'm telling you, we, we go crazy over the simplest stuff that we don't know. So you don't know i had we had thanksgiving our uh wendy's brother's family came up and he's overseas and uh they came up for thanksgiving and we ate and tristan's one of the uh, he's he's grown now but he's one of the nephews and he came up and and he sat down and he said uh he said uncle joey i said yeah i said yeah tristan he said i got a question for you i said shoot got an answer he said what do you know about cars And Kyle did the same thing you just did. And I said, Bud, you came to the right place. I said, Go ahead, ask me the question. And he started using words I ain't never even heard of when it comes to cars. And, uh, and, he got, and I let him do this whole spiel. And, I said, and, and he said, What do you think? I said, I think I'd take it to a mechanic. No, but you know, and Kyle said, Kyle said, Tristan, quit. He, don't know, he knows nothing about cars. I said, I know where to put the gas. I know how to check the oil. I know where the battery is if I look it up on Google, you know, if it's in a crazy place. I, but I don't know. But I'm not going to stress myself over things that I don't know. If I want to know, I'm going to study. If I can't know them, I'm not going to know them. I can't know everything, and neither can you. But we fret ourselves over those things. So what do we do? We don't rest in the person that doesn't know everything. We rest in the one that does know everything. and That's Jesus Christ. So when we have an unhappiness problem, we have a heart problem. So what do we need to do? We need to get that right. We need to go to the Lord. We need to rest in Him. We need to depend upon Him. I'm not saying be aloof. I'm not saying not to care. I'm just telling you, sometimes we fret ourselves over things that we can't do anything about, and we lack peace in our lives. It's unequaled, it's unexplainable, and then it's untainted. It's untainted. Thou will keep him, Isaiah 26, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. It's a peace that has no fault. Because it's a peace that comes from God. Do you know in the midst of your troubles? In the midst of your problems? In the midst of your difficulties? In the midst of your sickness? In the midst of your relational problems? Your financial problems? Your emotional problems? Whatever it is. Do you realize in the midst of those problems, you can have peace in your heart? You really can. And I'm not saying, listen to me, I'm not a prosperity gospel preacher. I'm not going to tell you that all your problems are going to go away. I'm not going to tell you that you're, you're, you know, you're financially going to be secure. I'm not going to tell you that all of the blessings are coming. Kind of, if you just trust God, all your problems will go away. No, no, no. No, sometimes he takes away the problem. Don't you like that one? I'm, I'm a fan of that one. Sometimes he takes you around the problem. But sometimes he takes you right straight through the problem. But he said this in the book of Hebrews. I will never leave thee, and I'll never forsake thee. You know what God's saying? You know what Jesus is saying? saying, I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to be there with you. You're facing this problem. You don't have to face it alone. Even like David, if you look to your right hand and no man cares for your soul, God's there because God never leaves us. That's the peace I'm talking about. Stop fretting. Stop worrying. Will things happen? That you don't have an answer to? Yes. You know, so often the things I worry about aren't even the things that happen to me. It's the things that happen to other people. And I think to myself, why do they have to happen to them? You ever looked at somebody and thought to yourself, man, they've got their fair share of problems. It just seems like one after another, after another, after another. And I look at these kids, some of them in college and some of them at the, uh, where, where Emma is, and I, and I think uh, uh, to myself, how blessed I am, how blessed we are that we are able to help our children, that we have a church that loves my children. Can I tell you I'll never want to take that for granted ever. Because there are kids in college, they have a matching scholarship at that college that Anna goes to. And there are some churches that will not help their kids. There's some churches that cannot help their kids. There's a girl that Anna's really good friends with who every holiday, every break, she has to go home and work about 60 to 80 hours a week just so she can pay her bill. And on top of it, she has to take out Student loans. There's a kid at, at, at uh, Emma's camp right now who, um, you know, our church just went gangbusters. And Emma's just, I mean, she's, she's doing well financially and she's, you know, her bill's paid and, and, and we're able to, 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 to pay as well. Well, there's one there that hasn't paid his first bill yet. They don't have parents that can help them. They don't have a church that can help them. So God's been good to us. And as I look around, and I look around at other people, and I think to myself, wow, I, maybe I don't understand it, but I can pray for them. And boy, I, and you know what a good testimony is when you look around and people are just buried in trouble and they have a smile on their face? They're buried with problems, and they're not fretting, and they're not fearing, and they're not being torn apart or being worried. They're smiling. And you think to yourself, and maybe you don't say it out loud, but you think to yourself, just get mad once. You know why you say that? Because it makes you feel better when you get mad. Right? I I remember, and I mentioned this before, but I remember, and I mentioned it because he's with, with the Lord now, but I remember Brother Hope. Remember Brother Hope? Praise the Lord. If you heard him say that once, you heard him say that a thousand times. If you barely knew him. Praise the Lord. Now, Hoke, things are going bad. Praise the Lord. Hoke, what's you got? Praise the Lord. There was one time, I won't even tell you what it was, but there was one time Hulk came into my office. And he sat down with me and said, Pastor, we got to talk. I said, Okay, Brother Hoke, what is it? He said, Praise the Lord. But this situation, and he said the situation that it was, he was bothered by and then said "Then said, praise the Lord and walked out with a smile on his face. A lot of times, listen, when I have meetings sometimes, not a lot of smiling going on. People get mad. People get angry. Get upset. And man, I may mean, tell you, when he was in the hospital, it, was, it wasn't a nurse or a doctor or any that he didn't witness to. And tell him, man, the Lord is good. When he's on his deathbed, the Lord is good. Things are going difficult. The Lord is good. Well, what an attitude to have. How convicting that is. Because sometimes it can pile on. But God said, my peace I leave you. Not as the world leaves. Not the world gives. But my peace I give to you. Christian. If you're saved, if you're sitting here this morning and you know Christ is your Savior, stop fretting. Stop worrying. Stop getting angry. God has given you the peace that passeth all understanding. Rest in Him. Lean upon Him. I love it when they were sitting around and John, talk about John who took his head and he leaned it upon Jesus' breast. You know what he's doing? Physically, resting in Jesus Christ. Can I tell you, spiritually, we need to rest and have that peace that passeth all understanding. If you're not saved, if you've never placed your faith or trust in Jesus Christ, can I tell you this morning that God loves you. Jesus Christ died upon the cross, shed His blood. Because Hebrews says, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. He shed his perfect and innocent blood, died, was buried, and rose again the third day. The Bible says he's at the right hand of the Father, and he's interceding for you. You know what God's desire for your life is? That you be born again. That you be saved. That you trust Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone for your salvation. Let's bow our heads for prayer. This morning, our heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Maybe you are here this morning, and you've never placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something about tomorrow. We have absolutely no idea what tomorrow holds. But we can know who holds tomorrow. We can trust in Him. We can lean upon Him. We can depend upon Him. Are you saved? Have you been born again? Are your sins forgiven? I'm not asking if you're a good person or if you've been baptized or confirmed or a member of a church. I'm asking you if you've been born again. John 3 said, ye must be born again. You say, preacher, I'm not sure about it. I'm not sure if I'd die right now, I'd go to heaven to be with God. And I'm concerned about that this morning. Would you pray for me? Just slip your hand up this morning and right back down. I pray for you. I'm not going to come to where you are. I wouldn't embarrass you in any way. I just want to pray for you by need. I'm not sure about my salvation, preacher. Please remember me in your prayers. Is there one? Wow, what a blessing it is to be saved. What a blessing it is to know that our sins are forgiven. What in the world are you worrying about? Why are we fretting? Why are we afraid? The only thing we need to be afraid about has already been taken care of if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior. He has forgiven you in one day when you pass from this life, you'll be present with Him forever and forever. Get this. Just get this with me this morning. This world is the worst that a Christian will ever see. But think how tragic this is. This world is the best that an unsaved person will see. If your sins are forgiven, what do we have waiting for us? Oh, well, I don't know, a home in heaven, pearly gates, crystal sea, streets of gold. Oh, wait a minute, let's not forget Jesus Christ on the throne. Hello, if that can't put a smile on your face, something's broken, folks. That's why we're unhappy, because we have a heart problem. It's not God's fault. It's not the person sitting next to you's fault. It's your fault. Be content with such things as you have. Be content with Jesus Christ. Be content with the showers of blessings that rain down upon your life and rest totally and wholly on him. I'm not this morning making light of your problems because I know our problems are real. But I want you to know something. If you have not been told this lately, God is bigger than your problems. He's bigger. and Praise God, he's with us. And he won't leave us. He won't forsake us. He'll be with you every step of the way, and he'll give you that peace that you need in your heart and your mind. Let's stand together, head bowed.